to I Have Some Notes Side Notes Edition. This is the part of the I Have Some Notes podcast where instead of just talking about one movie, we talk about lots of little things. All the movies. All, 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 all ever <laughs> existed. Every <laughs> single every single movie. My name is Colin McIntyre. I'm Greg Beaver. Uh, so uh, before Greg and I uh, chat about some of the things we've been watching recently, uh, we had gotten some feedback on our last podcast. Yeah, a little follow-up to the uh, Mortal Kombat uh, podcast. A uh, Redditor by the name Cotton the Clown uh, gave us a, a comment about uh, what he thought of the podcast, and uh, uh, he sort of mentioned that he, he sort of mentioned that Jeremy kept calling Outworld Outer World. Yeah, <laughs> that was sort of annoying him. Okay, that was I thought Fair was enough. actually was actually pretty funny because I kind of uh, I kind of noticed that too. That he just kept calling it Outer World, which is fine. Yeah, not a big deal. Uh, but the one thing that he did point out that I thought was actually quite interesting is that he made an argument for the slowness and uh, of the martial arts. Okay. Uh, and his argument is basically, like, if you go back and play Mortal Kombat, he says, uh, the play is really slow. Uh, so the fighting, he says, is, uh, while a bit awkward on film, actually feels pretty authentic to the original game. Oh, okay. Which, That's a fair point. It's an interesting point. Uh, I would not... Uh, I don't think on film... You On film, you want to have everything as, as, you know, quickly moving as possible when it comes to martial arts. That makes it more exciting, right? But I'd never, I'd never considered for a second that, like, oh, yeah, that does feel a little bit more authentic because especially the Kano versus, uh, uh, what's her name? Sonya fight. Yeah. Like, that one felt really quite yeah. slow and plotting. And, and and when you think about it, like, the, the original game was digitized, right? So it has that sort of, like, very stilted, yeah. uh, poor martial arts quality, <laughs> which is that Kano Sony fight definitely had yeah. to it. He also mentioned um, sort of what we were talking about a little bit with um, um, the powers, whether, you know, it wasn't clear whether uh, people from Earthrealm had powers or not. Um, he says Luke Kang's bicycle kick uh, doesn't feel um, super out of the realm of possibility. Uh, real martial artists can do pretty amazing shit. Give him, uh, just give him a damn fireball, he says. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, I agree. Like, I wish that, I wish there was more. I wish it was just clear that, you know, whether the uh heroes had uh had fireballs or not yeah or a shadow kick or yeah. or whatever it was that sonya did did she have like some sort of like super suplex yeah i'm not sure yeah the the the, the leg pin of death or whatever it is or that sort of stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah like and i'm that. not sure yeah yeah those are fair points i and i guess going back to his, his first point about how it was kind of uh the fighting was like uh, like you know an homage to the video game i i think yeah it makes a fair point but i also i I would be I would wager a hefty sum of money that when they're doing the fight choreography they were keeping the pace of the video game in mind. I'm sure that didn't even enter <laughs> didn't, didn't even enter into into the into the into the thoughts of the director's head. I'm sure it came Do you think more to, more likely they're just like cut and then they're like awesome, that was great. Yeah, or just like this is this is the based on the budget, this is the fight choreographer we can get. I'm sure. This yeah. is maybe his this was maybe his experience at the time. And again, I think I think looking at it in in sort of like you know we're viewing it from 2016 goggles from a from a 1996 yeah. movie yeah. where you know we we you know a lot of people now have been introduced to very fast paced highly choreographed um, you know like action movies you know whether whether you're into Hong Kong cinema or not so yeah so I think for us to go back and look at it and say like gosh golly gee this is 
kind of slow and plodding. Are you saying it's a bit too persnickety? I would say so. It yeah. is persnickety <laughs> with a capital per. <laughs> yeah. But uh, good comment. I you know I, I and I know, I know we've been posting stuff on Reddit. We've been getting lots of good feedback from Reddit. So yeah, uh, yeah. So and we appreciate all the comments. Like we're you know fire, fire them away. It's all good. Yeah. Thanks to Cotton the Clown for us. Yeah. Thanks, interest. Cotton the Clown. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Moving on. What so do we got. Uh, so uh, so I haven't actually watched that many things uh, since uh, since we last did uh, the Side Notes podcast. Yeah. Me neither. Uh, I've been. We've, I kind of just kind of like taking a break. From a lot of a lot of movies and stuff, and like you know, polished off. Had the last episode, we polished off like Luke Cage and some other things. So yeah. I've actually been. Uh, I'm going to quickly recommend two really cool books, though, uh, if I may. So uh, there's a if you're interested in pirates and also economics, there's a book called the uh, the Invisible Hook. It is the economics of, or it's a book on pirate economics, <laughs> which is actually really really cool. So I finished that off, uh, and uh, it'll just it'll change how you think about pirates. <laughs> Uh, and also, right, sorry, and right now I'm, uh, you know, taking a break from economics books, and I'm reading the Live from New York, the, uh, the oral, complete, unabridged, uncensored oral history of Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, re- re- redone for the, for the, for the anniversary they had last year. I'm reading something very similar to oh, that. Oh, what are you Actually, reading? I'm reading, uh, The 50-Year Mission, which is the complete oral history of, uh, Oh, Star cool. Trek, so. I, I, I'll, well, I, I can't trade you my book because it's from the live, from the Edmonton Public Library, but... Uh, I will check that out after you are done. So yeah, so yeah. far it's very very cool. Um, as far as as far as what uh, what I'd watch, I think you and I both we, we both want to have a chat about the lobster. Uh, yes. Since uh, I had watched it, you hadn't watched it. So you have you watched it yet? Yeah, Aaron and I watched it last night. Oh, okay, so what what did you think of the lobster? I thought it was I really liked it. Uh, um, it was kind of annoying me at first. Um, I think uh, it has that um, sort of I don't know what is it is it like normcore. Like kind yeah. of uh, the you know that stilted sort of uh, performance by the actors where they're where they're just nonplussed about anything. Yeah, very you know, wooden. Yeah, very wooden is very purposeful, and I can kind of take or leave that. Sometimes you know I'm I'm into it. Sometimes not at all. Which I think is part of kind of why Wes Anderson movies are pretty hit and miss for me. Yeah, and this movie kind of felt like. Wes Anderson meets 1984. Okay, yeah, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, an interesting marriage of yeah. uh, of uh, sort of concepts and styles. Yeah, yeah. I so so I I I got into it kind of wanting something again. We've been watching a lot of terrible movies, so I wanted okay. I wanted something that was kind of you know the critics really liked. I like the con the concept attracted me because it sounded like this kind of weird bonkers concept, and yeah. so we won't spoil the movie for you. But the concept of the lobster is. It's kind of set in a kind of like, like a world or future where uh, you have to be in a relationship, and if you're not, if you're with someone, and you know the main character Colin Farrell in this, his wife dumps him, so you basically are shipped off to a hotel, where or uh, this compound where you have 45 days to get into another relationship, and if you don't, you get turned into an animal of your choosing, uh, but uh, you can you can sort of uh, extend your stay. If at night they actually go on these little hunting parties and go capture single people who are living in the forest <laughs> in tents, uh, yeah, you can extend your stay that way. So I didn't understand that. Well, it was when they were hunting, they were hunting single people, and 
if they bagged them, they they earned more days at the hotels. How, yes. that how that worked. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because they were they, the one lady who was who was very 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 cold. Would be, yeah, yeah. Uh, she'd been there like she'd extended her her stay by 145 days. Right. Yeah. Because now it wasn't really clear what they did with those single people, other than like they drank them or that sort of stuff or killed them with darts. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, um, I did not like it as much, uh, and it's and it's only because my taste in movies is. I'm I'm a silly comedy guy. I like kind of weird, wacky movies. I I despise the word dramedy. Uh, either either a movie is funny or it's not. So so like when you say like, it's a comedy about someone with cancer, I'm like, nope, not interested. And and this was I think this is billed as like a dark comedy. Yeah, uh, it's definitely a black comedy. Yeah, I would black say, like yeah. A, yeah like a like a I would say a dark black comedy because it was definitely darker than I was expecting. Yeah, there's a there's a definitely a couple of moments where you're kind of like, oh fuck. Yeah, like oh, okay, okay. So yeah, um, the, the, like I couldn't, like, I couldn't stop watching it. Like I was drawn in because I wanted to see where it was going. Yeah, I thought the performances were great, but definitely I was looking for something kind of like, I was looking for something kind of like weird, serious, and kind of silly, and maybe a little bit of heartwarming. And I got something that was weird, kind of silly, uh, not heartwarming no. at all. No, uh, and just straight up kind of like oh. Okay, <laughs> so depending on what kind of movies you like, yeah, I think if you if you're a fan of the Wes Anderson film or that type of film, uh, you'd probably like this. Uh, if you're not, if you're you would, if you'd rather watch something goofy, like I don't know, pick something goofy, yeah, Anchorman, yeah. then it's probably not for you. Also, if you're a, f- a fan of weird, dystopian, oppressive yeah. futures, then maybe this is for you as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, um, so that was on my list. But Greg, what did you, what, what, what were you been dabbling in? Um, well, you remember last month I had mentioned the new Netflix show Paranoid. Yes. Uh, which was another one of those uh, sort of seaside British murder mystery uh, type yes. shows. And uh, you remember that I did not love it. Um, so I kind of it kind of left a void. I, I felt like I needed to watch a good. Uh, seaside <laughs> British good, good British seaside okay so I went back and I started to rewatch uh, Broadchurch and I'm almost finished it now Broadchurch Broadchurch has uh, David Tennant in it oh yeah well, that's what, yeah. now is this the US version or the British version no this is the British version okay. I have not seen the American version okay uh, I don't know have you I have not no okay uh, the British version is great uh, by all accounts from what I understand the American version is not uh, Which was, you know, for law, well, I should, other than The Office, I think it's probably pretty, pretty par for the course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And maybe House of Cards. Yes, that's, I always keep, kind of keep forgetting that House of Cards used to be a, yeah. a British show first. Yeah. There's probably a lot of those where they, we, you know, we kind of, we think we're, not, we're not that smart. But, American, uh, yeah. but, but you're giving thumbs up to Broadchurch. Oh yeah, I love Broadchurch. Yeah. It's great. Now, is this a rewatch for you? Like, you've seen it? I've seen it before. Again? This is my second oh, okay. time watching it. Interesting. Here. Okay. I, I kind of like watching these types of shows over again because, um, you know, when, with murder mystery plots, particularly the good ones... I always find that you get something more out of the second time that okay, you watch it, just picking up on like, you know, all the clues and things like that that they sort of leave for you. When you know who's who's ultimately the killer, then you can kind of see where the foreshadowing is and things like that. And Broadchurch is very subtle. There's, uh, and I noticed that um, in a lot of scenes where the killer is, there's like splotches of red. Okay. There's like a very consistent theme, almost. In some cases, it's not there, but like in most most cases, there's always sort of like a, a bit of red yeah. hanging around him in, in the 
in the scenes that he's in. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to check that out because we're because I know as far as like having it, you know, it's um, for those who who, uh, who are outside the 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 Western Canadian provinces. Uh, you know, we're we're filming this on a on a minus twenty evening in minus twenty degrees Celsius <laughs> evening so in Edmonton. Cold. So this is the time of year where you know, like um, I know in 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 my house, it's kind of like we don't try to watch a lot of like TV in the summer because there's all this stuff to do. Sure, but now it's hibernation time. Yep. There's not much you can do when it's minus 30 years old. Yeah, now is degrees. the time for binge so, watching. So now is the time to pick a couple of series. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write that down. Uh, yeah. Anything else? Yeah, but it's uh, another another pick or something. Else I, you've been watching? I watched Finding Dory. Oh yeah, how's uh, that? I I didn't mind it. Uh, it's it. I don't think you was quite had the uh, the punch of the uh, of the original. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's another fun movie from Pixar. So yeah. nothing. You know, Did it make you laugh out loud? Did you chuckle? Maybe. Yeah, a couple times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. I think I think that's and a, considering I was watching it alone. I think that's a pretty oh, good, that's a pretty good feat. <laughs> the la- the last thing I tried to watch, uh, like from that, that I guess that family was Zootopia, and I kind of fell asleep watching it. So I'm not sure how it ended. Uh, so and it was okay, but I, I, I thought it felt like a little bit of a charm. But I have not checked out Finding Dory as of yet. Yeah, I liked uh, I liked Zootopia as well. Yeah. Uh, it was quite good. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's in sort of like the. It's in the upper echelon, but not like the uh, Toy Story level. Yeah. I guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, yeah, well, with with the yeah with those movies, yeah, they, they like have those like very like that elite status. Yeah, like yeah. gold member status, and you have all these other ones that kind of was kind of like they're always being compared to. Kind yeah. of like yeah, it's great. Is it wonderful? Yeah, That's I'm hearing uh, Moana is uh, is quite good. Yeah, yeah, there's lots of lots of good buzz about Moana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Greg, I've been doing something that I'm sure. Many husbands around the world are probably doing a little bit right now just because of the time of year, because there is a Gilmore Girls revival <laughs> on right now. Uh, so I actually, for the first time ever, have watched a little bit of Gilmore, Gil- Gilmore Girls this week. And you know uh-huh. what? It's not bad. It's actually pretty good. So if you are you watching from the beginning, or are you watching just the new Oh, I'm so, well, so I, well, yeah, I'm not watching from the beginning, like, just the new Netflix things that have been going on. What's, what's actually, so what's attracted to me was, like, I knew of Gilmore Girls before. I knew it was, you know, women loved it and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I didn't really kind of understand the whole dynamics other than it's like, it's a mom and a daughter, and they talk a lot really, 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 really fast. Okay. Uh, but not really fast, but just, there's a, just a lot of dialogue. There's a lot of dialogue. It's pretty fast. It's also pretty witty, which I've kind of come to enjoy. But what kind of what the what my wife was telling me was that what's making this Netflix thing kind of special is, is that the creator and I guess the head writer from the show in the latter seasons of the original TV run were kind of they left the show, so they actually didn't get to finish kind of their vision of the show. Oh yeah. So now that it's on Netflix, now they're actually got full reign to do whatever they want, right? Cool. So as as kind of like a, as a as a as a fan of and I think this is this is this is the I blame this on the I have some notes podcast, where I have I have, a, I have an interest in how how things come about almost more than the end result. <laughs> so that's kind of what's attracted yeah. me to it. So um, yeah, it's 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 kind of it's kind of neat to watch. It's kind of uh, like it's the like I said, really good dialogue. It's actually pretty charming. There's some good good complications, and I've 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 only seen like an episode in a bit, and you know what? I've enjoyed it. I thought it was all right. So on the Aaron Sorkin scale of witty dialogue, where is that rate? Like uh, five Sorkin heads, or the, that's a good question. See, I haven't, I haven't spent too much time watching an Aaron Sorkin show. Like he's like West Wing, right? And uh, West Wing, uh, Newsroom, uh, Social Network, a uh, bunch of stuff. 
You know what? I don't think I've seen any of those. Oh, really? Yeah. I should, uh, you should definitely check. I, I know uh, my wife is pretty fond of the West Wing. I love yeah. the newsroom. Oh, yeah? Uh, and it's fairly short. It's an HBO series, so there's about 30 episodes. Oh, okay. You can definitely pick up on that and then binge it pretty quick. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I say, husbands, if you're, you know what, do something nice. Watch a little bit of Gilmore Girls with your wife. She'd love you for it because she's probably watched, like, some sports in your house when the sports has been <laughs> on. So, do, you know, do, do the right thing. Well, that's just well, assuming that women don't watch sports. Well, yes, yeah, so that's, that's true. I shouldn't make that judgment. But <laughs> yeah. at least in, in, in my house, there's, you know, I know my wife is usually... If, you're, if your house is like Colin's. If your house is like mine. And you have and that sports, not sports dichotomy. There's Sims tends to be more, more hockey on than Gilmore Girls. Right. Spend a little bit of time watching Gilmore I give it a thumbs up. What else you got? Uh, other than that, other than the the other like uh, terrible movies that you and I watched uh, recently, yes, uh, Guyver number two and Cyborg number two. Yes, we had our, our uh, monthly almost bad movie night. Yeah, yeah, bi monthly. Right? Yeah, so yeah, so uh, so so Greg and I and, and uh, some friends and stuff like that, we get together, we watch really weird terrible movies. These are movies that we could never ever possibly fix. On the podcast. Yeah. Uh, but just watch some I don't, I don't know. I would make an argument about Guyver 2. You think so? <laughs> I think. Guyver 2 is fixable? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, you know, the, I think, I think the, the one that most people have heard about, you may have not heard of Cyborg 2. You may have heard of Cyborg 1, which was a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Yeah. Cyborg 2 starred Jack Palance of City Slickers fame, uh, who was Curly from City Slickers, yeah. and also one of the bad guys in the original, the 1989 uh, Batman movie, but was also the movie screen debut of one Angelina Jolie. Yes. Yeah. And Who played like a like a little ninja robot. Not a really ninja robot, but she was just a. I I don't still don't know what happened in it. <laughs> yeah, it was thoroughly confusing yeah. from beginning to end. Oh, and had Casey Jones from the original Ninja Turtles. Yeah, movie yeah. Too. Jack Palance uh, is uh, basically a TV mouth. Yeah, through ninety percent of the film. Yes, like and in, and in, like with the inverted colors turned on. Yeah, so the the idea of the the movie I think is that um, there's some sort of compound where they're training cyborgs to be assassins. Yeah, and I think uh, Ninja Turtles guy is her handler. Yeah, and then like her fight trainer. Yeah, and, and he falls in love with her, and then they they escape. All while Jack Palance is helping them out, yeah. he appears on any television screen anywhere in the world. Yeah, and he just uh, just shows up with his only his mouth. Yes, and uh, and has a couple attempted catchphrases, <laughs> and and then uh, there's some sort of weird big uh, fight between some guy who's sort of like Blade Runner esque. Yeah, uh, like villain robot hunter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of feel like the movie was trying to be Blade Runner yeah. in a really awful way. Yeah, um, I guess it's you know it's it's I think it's it's worth you know it's it's worth the watch if you just want a terrible movie and you want to see you know some fairly well Angelina Jolie one of the, you know, the biggest one of the biggest stars in the world and you know Jack Palance who is you know a pretty big Hollywood yeah. Hollywood name <laughs> just to see them kind of just like collect a paycheck although you're mentioning i think was it you mentioned that like at one point like jack like jack balance has made like what over 100 movies or something yeah he's just made in like an obscene amount of movies yeah i think it's closer to 200 if i'm not mistaken he's been oh, in okay. a ton of stuff yeah, yeah. see that see i can now i respect that about jack balance because there's all these these actors who like they make a movie once every two or three years and they're super choosy with their scripts and stuff mm-hmm. like that and 
that's all fine and good. But then it's like if you make the wrong script, you yeah. make the wrong one, you're just toast. Or as Jack Palance is just kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to pump out straight up volume, and it doesn't matter if the movie's bad because I'm making another movie. I'm just going to throw everything in the dartboard, and eventually something's going to hit the bullseye. Yeah, exactly, and and it worked for him, right? So good, good on you, Jack Palance. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Samuel L. Jackson is a little bit like that. You know, yeah, I would say so. He just doesn't really say no. Yeah, he'll be in anything. Yeah, and you know, if it's if it's good, it's good. If it's not, whatever. You know, and if it's not, he just collects a paycheck and he still goes home happy. Exactly, and he's like, ah, whatever. Yeah, I'll come. Yeah, I, I, I wonder if those negotiate how those negotiations go. It's kind of like you ring up his agent, and they don't even say like, "Hey, would would, would Mr. Jackson? Where can we send him a script? And will can you read it?" They probably just say like, "When is Sam Jackson available?" And he's like, "Well, I've got. I'm not doing anything in June. Okay, do you, we have a movie for him. If you want? <laughs> yeah. It. Okay, sure. Yeah, and I'll figure find out when I get there. So, I feel I feel like I feel I I I have I have come to two conclusions, Greg. If I was a Hollywood super super mega star. I would do two things. Number one, I'd make movies just like Tom Cruise make movies, where I'm the hero in all of them. And <laughs> yeah, B, you're also the exact same character in everything. And I'm also one. the exact same character. And then B, I would also do what Jack Collins does, and I would just make just I would just keep making movies. And just big role, small role, doesn't matter. I'd say, you know what? So long as I'm booked clean till next till ten years from now, let's do it. So uh, so you have anything else you want to add or you want to wrap it up here? I think we're good to wrap up. Okay. Uh, so uh, everyone stay tuned in the podcast feed because the, the next uh, full episode of I Have Some Notes is a Christmas holiday themed episode featuring the 2000, year 2000-esque, uh, I'm not going to use a classic. It's the uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas movie. Yes, the Ron Howard, Jim Carrey <gasps> film. Oh man. Yeah. It, was, it was a rough... It was a rough sit. It's a it's a mean one, Mr. Grinch, <laughs> let me tell you. So uh, stay tuned uh, uh, with that in the podcast feed. They'll be coming out in a, in a couple weeks. Uh, in the meantime, uh, check out our Twitter and our Facebook page. I have some notes. We're also on Instagram. Uh, send us your thoughts on any of the movies or anything that we talked about. And also, if you like the podcast, please share it with your friends and your family on your social yeah, networks. That really helps us out, just telling people about the show. Yeah. And if, you, if you like what we do, just uh, pass it along. Yeah. And we, we really like it. So, yeah. So, um, I guess before signing off, remember, friends, if you want to dine with the devil, you need a long spoon. Yeah.